This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hi, I'm Alex with St. Douche. I'm watching a movie where we talk through an entire movie. You listen to the edited feed where who would have thought two distracted people podcasting would lead to a lot of dead air. So this is just the good parts, you know, you listen to it on the car or whatever. If you want to listen to the full movie and use this as a commentary track, check out our other feed. Shh, I'm really watching a movie. Really is the added word. Get it? Okay. We're going. Hello. Hello. Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah. I mean, this will be released two weeks from now. (laughs) Um, Our lead time's going away. Yay! Um, I this is. Sh- I'm watching, I'm watching a, a movie. movie, and because it's Valentine's Day, and or because it's your me, pick, yeah, and it's my pick again, which really feels like I've had two in a row because I got a Star is Born too. We d- we d- we ag- if we agreed the holiday is out of time, then a Star is Born is out of time. Sick. So every time we do a, a an extra movie, it really benefits me because <laughs> it's always a movie well, that there, I like. There's a movie that I c- uh, it's gotta happen. <laughs> We'll see. I'm really more holiday oriented, I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> um, this movie that we're doing today is called My Best Friend's Wedding. It's a real classic. I was thinking about this where I end up showing you movies where if I ask you, like, why have you seen this? You're like, I did not know this movie existed. <laughs> Whereas, like, because you just watch most everything. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and where I'm like, I didn't watch My Best Friend's Wedding because I had no interest in doing well, so. Well, <laughs> My Best Friend's Wedding would have come out when you were, I think, four years old. I was. Ve- I remember the title being very exciting to me as a child. Oh, really? <laughs> so here's the deal. I was like, the premise is right in the title. Clean. My family and I looked yeah. at this movie and went, no, yeah. we don't want to see my best friend's wedding. But then my mom and dad went to see it randomly. I forget why. Mm-hmm. And they thought that it was, okay, if you hear the title, my best friend's wedding, what do you think the plot is? Well, your best friend is getting married. So who, what's the gender of Julia Roberts's best friend? Male. Oh, you, you know that it's a guy. That's why, I th- that's why I was so excited as a kid. Because the reason why is my parents would say, because I was so curious of like, well, how did you get married and how did you have a kid? And like, just like, how did, how did there was a process to these things? How did this happen? <laughs> and my mom was like, well, I married my best friend is what she would always say. Aww. And so I just, so in my brain, I'm like, oh, you just marry your best friend. Okay. <laughs> so do you think that this is about Julia Roberts marrying her best friend? I think it's about Julia, Ro- I think it's Julia Roberts' best friend getting married and then she interrupts it to like try and. Okay. So you know the plot. The plot's in the title. No. See, when I was a kid, I thought my best friend's wedding was about, like, her female best friend. And it's like, oh, I got to help this wedding. (laughs) (laughs) I really thought that's what it was. Um, But then my mom and dad saw it, and they came home, I remember. And they told us, oh, you'll really like it. You guys should go see it. And this movie, you'll see the beginning, and you'll be like, what the fuck is this? Because it's literally three women mouthing an Ani DeFranco song, which is also an old song from the 60s, like wishing, hoping, thinking, and praying. Mm-hmm. And you're going to think it's like a shitty romantic comedy, and it's not. It's about a woman, you'll see, who loses her mind, <laughs> who is like, and here's the best part. So it's it's like Julia Roberts finds out that Dermot Mulroney, uh-oh, yeah, Dermot Mulroney, Dylan McDermott's from The Practice. Okay. Dermot Mulroney is this guy. Oh, dear. Uh, anyways. Yeah, I who could ever confuse This is <laughs> very confusing. 
Uh, they made a, they made that pact where if like if we don't get married by yeah. the time we're blah blah blah. Guess how old they are? How old? Twenty eight. Oh no, that's my age. If they don't get married by the time that they're twenty eight, was their <laughs> pact? Like times have changed. So they were together when they were in this movie twenty one, and then and then nine years later, it's just pure madness. Anyways, oh long story God. short, right. is that it's very well made and it's a really good script. Who directed it? I mean, it's, See, it's, the direction's a little bananas. Okay. So the 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 really good script, I was like, yeah, when I was a kid, I remember hearing My Best Friend's Wedding and being like, that that movie is about this? It, that's a very good premise for a movie. My parents like, we are not going to bring our four-year-old to see My yeah, Best Friend's Yeah, you're way too little. <laughs> you, you might like it because it's pretty. Like, it's bright colors. Yeah. Oh, I got... But, my, my dad brought me to see Lion King when I was like maybe three. And I was terrified oh yeah i guess so because it was big and loud yeah it would be loud and then now they do like you know things they have like the theater has like the lights at like half do they and they play it quieter for kids they should and my and i was like man i should have gone to that because i was my dad brought me to theater i i couldn't understand the concept of a movie theater he sat me on his lap because i couldn't see over top of the oh, chairs no. and then it was big and loud <laughs> so tiny. And it was big and loud and then i I just like hid my face in his shirt the majority of the movie and then I came out and went I loved it. That <laughs> was That was me with Jurassic Park. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, that's so funny. Yeah, you loved it, but it was terrifying and you yeah. missed most of it. That was Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah. I remember being so terrified watching it that I managed to squeeze into the corner of the chair like completely contorted. Yeah. And then my mom's like, "Oh, I'm so sorry I brought you to that. That was way scarier than I thought." And I was like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> um I, I was such a scared kid. Like, I was, like, a terrified kid. And now my love of, like, horror and, like, horrifying things, I, de- I have no idea. But I was, up until probably the age of, like, 10, terrified of everything. I am I am such a scaredy kid. I was one of those kids that couldn't do sleepovers. Yeah, you talk about this because yeah. you kept the, the Exorcist in your head. Yeah, because the Exorcist. The Exorcist really ruined me. We can start the movie because yeah, we can talk this. over this. Yeah, okay. Okay. Uh... This movie's really good. I watched um, that movie that just came out yesterday with Rebel Wilson called Isn't It Romantic? Oh, yeah. yeah. And let me tell you, if good? you're going to do a movie that's parodying or lampooning romantic comedies, yeah. you have to prove to me as a filmmaker that you yourself can make a movie because it was so bad. Oh, yeah. And it's like you just can't and they reference my best friend's wedding a lot in terms of like making fun of like romantic comedy tropes and Mm. the entire time i was watching it i was like how dare you bring up my best friend's wedding in this trash of a romantic comedy you were right about what the hell yeah (laughs) (laughs) like what is this nothing to do with the movie yeah there, it's like the Woody Allen opening of Annie Hall where it's just him in an, like an empty room. Like I'm always reminded of this joke where I think that's the best opening to any it's movie because it's clearly like filmed in the hallway of the editing suite. Like it's I love Annie Hall. Um, it, nothing to do with the movie, but I'll tell you what I think it is. And I'll say that the director slash writer is smart. They are preying on the fact that you think this is going to be a normal romantic comedy. Well, now I'm excited to see that it's like very subversive comedy, girly and blah blah blah. And here's another thing: they use in, isn't it romantic? They they use like the gay best friend as a trope of like he doesn't exist otherwise, other to just exist for the main character. Yeah. Rupert Everett is the gay best friend in this, yeah. but he, you know that he has a very full other life because she keeps calling him. Mm. 
And he's always like at a book signing or he's having a really good dinner party. Like, you know that he has a rich social life outside of her and she is forcing her way into it. And the joke that they made in Isn't It Romantic is that this gay character just doesn't exist other than to serve the woman. And it's like, but <laughs> not in this movie. Like, don't, don't, like maybe in other shitty romantic comedies, but not in this one. Mm. And it seemed that they were talking about this one. And like, I just have a lot of problems with Isn't It Romantic? Because as a romantic comedy lover, mm. I don't like when things um, have an opinion on it when they very clearly don't have respect for the genre or have not seen it. Uh, that's interesting because I like again like as a horror mo- lover, like I still I even though like scary movies are terrible, scary movies pretty funny. <laughs> I'm like I stand by it. I think you know what it is. It's the problem is that it's not. It's probably not hitting the comedic beats you want. If it was funnier, you wouldn't give a shit. I tried watching. Yeah, it wasn't funny at all. And you know what, Rebel Wilson, very flat. Like not. You know how you would tell a theater actor to be smaller on screen. Yeah. In this one, you're almost like be. Bigger, more mm-hmm. energy, please. She's very like, which is weird because you you can get away with, like I there's some some film actors I love have like go in nothing. This is like I'm not a Julia Roberts fan. I wouldn't say mm-hmm. in the sense that like everything she does is the best. Like I'm okay about her. I think she has a a talent that is like undeniable for certain types of movies. Mm-hmm. But she's like PJ Hogan. I don't know what else that he's done. Look it up. But um, yeah, she's so alive in this movie, and she, there's literally a part where she's like on the phone screaming. <laughs> <laughs> she's just a sociopath, like she is a sociopath. <laughs> this guy did Muriel's wedi- wedding. I thought you liked that one. Yeah, Muriel's wedding is great, but then he did Peter Pan. Oh yeah, and Confessions of a Shopaholic. Okay, things went down for him after <laughs> this movie. <laughs> Oh, the music is also really good for this too. Like the the score. I, your description of this movie is, and I'm sure what it actually is, are a little. Like, I'm, <laughs> sure, I'm, sure, I'm sure what what you've put in my head is not what this movie is going to be. No, no, I've built it up way too much. It's funny. This movie is why the TV show Will and Grace exists. Really? Yep, because the guy who created Will and Grace saw this movie and was like, "I'd like to just hear about the gay, straight, straight woman, gay man relationship," and then just <laughs> did that. Man, the nineties were a time. What a time. <laughs> but look, she looks like Grace. Like she has the yeah, big yeah. curly hair. I never liked Will and Grace. Oh. I love Will and Grace. <laughs> it's hard it, I, I figured this out is that like I kind of I couldn't really do a lot of the sitcoms when I was a kid. Oh yeah. So a lot of those like sitcoms everyone has such a rever- reverence for, I didn't do and then I also have no language for it. So people are like, This is a really good sitcom, like, no, it's really boring. Like unless you give in to the fact that it's Mm -hmm. very formulaic, and it's not gonna make you like LOL, like haha, like. I think that's the problem. Is I don't like jokes. I think. I think. I think that's wrong. I I like jokes. I just I don't like the like. Uh, well, that's funny jokes that a lot of sitcoms have. Well, Will and Grace transcends to that sometimes because Jack and Karen are so funny. Yeah. They're like very um it you know what it, it's the closest to a modern I love Lucy that I think I had as a kid. And it's about uh, gay rights. Hmm. That's always good. So right now Julie Roberts is explaining um the basis of like her best friend that they they were best friends, they had an affair for a month and then they like broke it off 
Mm. They could never be. They were too tumultuous or whatever. But they made a vow that if by the time they're 28, that if they're not together, they'll be together. Mm. And he's calling her and says he really needs to talk to her. She just had a... She just checked her voicemail. Mm. This is it. This is her saying the, the, the pact. When we're 28. Like, okay, so I, I guess people were just getting married younger back then, right? Is that like a thing? I mean, I guess my sister got married at 28 and we didn't bat an eye at it. Getting married at 28 isn't, I'm not going to bat an eye, but it's not like I'm over the fucking hill. We got to get married at 28. I feel like 28 is when you start to look for a husband. <laughs> like your early 20s is like, I'm just fucking around. And then once you hit like 28, 29, 30, you're like, oh, maybe I'll start dating more. Yeah, that's my question. Are people just like, just getting married like much younger back then? Julie Roberts is supposed to be 27 in this movie and she is a successful food critic for the Chicago Tribune. Actually, no, no, no. She's going to Chicago. I don't. I think she lives in L.A. Actually. Oh, great! Even better. Accessible L.A. food. Group. Yeah, I know. Yeah, this is a Chicago movie, which is cool. I like when movies showcase that a city that's not New York. I want more Cincinnati movies. <laughs> I want a Baltimore. <laughs> Just Raleigh. Actually, what am I saying? Baltimore is hairspray, and it's pretty good. So they filmed in uh, Toronto. I thought Philadelphia was in Baltimore. Yeah, Philadelphia was in Baltimore. <laughs> Philadelphia, the movie about New York City. <laughs> I don't understand women that have, and I, I say this to my male best friend, yeah. <laughs> to one of my very good male friends. Um, the women that just have like a guy that's their best friend, like a man, I always find that a little bit strange. Or maybe like hetero women. <laughs> We're not friends. Well, no, we are friends, <laughs> but I have a, a lot of female friends yeah, I as know. well. I got a lot of male friends. Like she only has male friends, like Rupert Everett and Dermot <laughs> <laughs> Mulroney. Well, as yeah. I get older, it's easier for me to be friends with men. Yeah. When I was younger, it was really hard. I actually didn't have any male friends in high school. Mm. I like had guys that I knew. I had a lot of female friends in high school, actually. Interesting. Yeah, so he's getting married, and she she's calling him, thinking that he's calling to be like, "It's we're twenty eight, let's get married." And she's calling him, and uh, he's saying that he's getting married to a twenty-one-year-old. So if you okay, here's here's the thing I don't like. Okay. Already, if your setup is like my best friend's wedding, right? They haven't talked in so long that she doesn't know he's going to get married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They haven't talked in years. The whole thing is that he, he was her best friend like ten years ago. Because mm. I wanted, I want. He wasn't to be, even going to invite her to the wedding. Because I wanted to be like. They're still best friends, and she's not saying the feelings. No, no, no. That's such classic romantic comedy. This is a, I would say that Julia Roberts' character might be a pure narcissist. (laughs) And I think that it's very interesting. She can't believe that this isn't about her. That's so funny. Okay. Yeah, it's interesting. I like the idea that it's like the end of a romantic comedy, and then there's some other person like, Hey! (laughs) You so, said you'd marry me. <laughs> that's what this is. Here's a, so here's the thing. is like they have not spoken in years. He wasn't going to invite her to the wedding. And then um, I think her maid of honor, Cameron Diaz will explain it in a scene. Mm. Oh, yeah. And she smokes so much. She's a very fun character. In this. I, lo- I love she, she goes to full manic. Imme- is, immediately. Immediately. This is fun. I like this. 
She's already like ranting and raving. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we're we're what like fifteen minutes into this. Not even. I think we might be nine minutes in. Yeah, we're we're not even like through the setup. Like yeah. this is still cold open in my opinion. And she's now she's like she wants it back immediately. I love this. This is the equivalent of a baby who doesn't want a toy, and then the other baby takes a toy, and then oh, goes, yeah, that yeah. is my toy. Five minutes ago, I had this toy, and I. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> But the thing is, like, he wasn't even going to invite her to his wedding. This, yeah, this this setup is very like, uh, what do you call it? Like, um, like basic instinct almost. Yeah. It's like this, a it's it's like a comedy version of like a sexual thriller. This is this is what this this is very um. What's that movie? The one where it's like the roommates. Fatal attraction. Fatal attraction. Um, like the roommate becomes the woman, and uh, we're, we're we're dancing around it. It's yeah. a whole genre mu- movie yeah. they don't make anymore of like sexual thriller. Yeah, a psychosexual thriller. My favorite genre of movie. <laughs> this is what this is, but it's a comedy. Yeah. Or it's a romantic. It's a com- it's a rom drum. Actually, no, it's a com drum with romance in it. And Cameron Diaz is very funny, and like good. Yeah. I, I don't mean to be rude, but like, she's someone who, talent-wise, uh, not gotten better as an actor. Yeah. <laughs> this is funny. Yeah. Oh my god, I love it. It's very fun. Yeah. So Cameron Diaz is just so happy that Julia Roberts is there, because she's twenty and she doesn't know that people can be deuce duplicitous. Yeah. No, I feel. I feel like I was less trusting of people at twenty. <laughs> Oh my god, I loved every man I ever hung out with when I was 20. And I didn't know that men were shitty. I knew that like men, some men didn't like me. The ones I had crushes on didn't have crushes on me and that made me sad. But I didn't know <laughs> I didn't know that men could be horrible. <laughs> yeah, so right now Cameron Diaz is explaining, justifying why Julia Roberts is going to be her maid of honor. <laughs> <laughs> this is doing so much legwork. And I love it. I love it. Movies need to move at this pace all the time. Exactly. And look, and you you also get a feel as to what kind of person Cameron Diaz is because look, she's a 20-year-old driving a convertible BMW like a psychopath. Yeah. You know that she's like a baby. She showed up with a cravat. She We, we <laughs> knew everything already. A baby pretty princess. Yeah. See, like, now what is he doing? So right now, she's getting dressed. Dermot Waruni has come into the room and she's like power move yeah and and she he's like i've seen you more naked than that kind of thing and power it's, move but what but what is his game to get a threesome but cuz <laughs> no we, i know i i've literally no idea cuz here's here's my thing i've never actually thought about this cuz you think about it from julia roberts's perspective so much yeah and you're like what is she what is she doing she's so crazy blah blah but what is he doing i yeah i think both of those yeah, so he she feels an energy between them. I think the movie I'd want to make, which is like fine, and I I I, I know how to, I'm gonna explain why I think uh, they put that scene in. The movie I want to make is she has nothing to run on that she can get into it and is trying to yeah. like, they, like they don't invite her to be the bridesmaid they don't put her in the party she's like on the outside trying to force her way so in so that's but that movie Young Adult have you seen that movie yeah 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 it's like that I like Young Adult I love Charlize Theron and Cody no, Diablo Cody are yeah good pairings yeah I, I love Young Adult a lot Um, but like the, I think the reason they put that scene in is to be like I'm sure some test audience was like well why is she trying so hard she doesn't see anything and then they're like okay yeah, I mean, you know what I like about this movie? 
Julia Roberts is what is it? There's like the id, the ego, and the super ego. Mm-hmm. Is the id the one that's like get anything? Like they're sexual. What's the? It's it's animalistic. Yeah. So I think Julia Roberts is the perfect representation of the id of a woman of like what it feels like when you um, have a crush on someone mm-hmm. and you really are just making a, a mountain out of a molehill, essentially. Yeah, I think. Uh, what you're describing is a little even more like super ego, I guess. But super yeah. ego, because like I think I've had relationships like that, and by relationship like one-sided relationships, like in high school, I had a crush on a guy for I think two years, a basically. Really long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I he was like my high school grade nine and ten crush, mm. and I never made a move on him. He never made a move on me, and I'd see him at parties sometimes, but I had a full relationship in my head with him like i in terms of like oh he said hi to me oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) what's happening okay sorry back to this cameron diaz is um explaining to her that she knows that she that dermot maroney's character likes julie roberts and that they had a love and she's like instead of ignoring you or making you my enemy, I'm going to make you my best friend. <laughs> yeah. This is fun. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, like I know I'm not going to love this movie, but this is one of the most fun picks you've made. <laughs> yeah. And she's threatening her um. by by trapping her in the elevator. I love it. But anyways, I just really relate with Julia. Like, there is a yeah, yeah. a low part of me that relates to Julia Roberts' character. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to write a sketch called Shitty R- Russian Doll. You know the show Russian Doll, where it's like basically Groundhog Day? I haven't seen Russian Doll. It's a, it's on Netflix. Yeah, it just came is out. it good? It's fine. It's a, it's, the, it's a universe where Groundhog Day doesn't exist. People start having Groundhog Day. Because it's very concerned with trying to figure out why they keep on restarting time. Oh. Rather than like what they can do with it as a, as a device. Oh, okay. So like I'm four episodes in and every episode's about like, why is this happening? I'm like, or how do they explain it or whatever? I'm like, you have Groundhog Day. Like, everyone knows what Groundhog Day is. This is uh, my other huge issue with Isn't It Romantic. Listen, I have already bought the ticket. I know that the premise is she hits her head and wakes up in the romantic comedy world. We don't need, I'm not kidding, 20 minutes of her trying to figure out what's going on. Please deal with that in two minutes. That's five. I'll give you five. I'll give you five, maybe. But then I'll I give you five thinking, if it's funny. I was trying to remember, like, how did Groundhog Day portray that? Because they did it in a way that was not annoying. Uh, Groundhog Day is longer than you remember it being. Oh, no, I've seen it a million times. It's uh, And about 20 minutes in, he's just accepted. That he's restarting time. He doesn't care how it happened. And he's like, I don't know how to get out of it. I have nothing to go on. So I'm just going to do what I want to do, knowing that I'm going to wake up the next day. Yeah, with Isn't It Romantic, she all of a sudden hears a narrator. Why couldn't she have heard that narrator immediately? Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. That's, that's, screen, that's, that's just... Like, that's, that's, that's like sketch writing, actually. Like you, but you is. solved your thing, is yeah. that she hears a narrator. Well, it's, it's like a sketch writing 101. Of like the larger... The more time you spend trying to solve your problem rather than just solving it and playing with what happens. With what happened is is going to it, it's all wasted time they literally do that thing that you're not supposed to do in improv and or i mean writing is mm. uh they're like this is gonna happen and she goes no <laughs> and then they cut to another scene that's funny in the in the in the in the 
in the the concept of like it's a random comedy and just the idea of like she had every random comedy she has to say yet she's like nah yes right see. isn't yeah. that funny you think that would be funny you were just kind of like oh that would have been interesting oh well like instead of her saying no to situations you say yes and then you see someone who doesn't want to be there work it out in there well no you do you her going no narrator goes and she said yes i said i said i said and then her like stuck it in you know, you're writing a much funnier uh, movie than i saw well yesterday. because i want to see it because like that's the uh pretentious alex is back that's the postmodern thing of like character versus author uh-huh. of like that's what i thought the movie was gonna be of you know it's like the the uh classic modes of like man versus man man versus and nice. nature man versus god of the modernist modes and then the postmodernist Man's modes. Man's inhumanity to man. Yeah. <laughs> the postmodernist modes are, are, of course, man versus author, man versus reality, uh, man versus technology. Yes. And so <laughs> so I'm like, a man versus reality story is great. A man versus, uh, a man versus author story is so fun if, under, if uh, often done poorly. Interesting. I do wish... This genre of women hitting their heads <laughs> and then waking up in a reality. Like, I don't know what the deal is, but I don't know if they realize that they're in a movie and they can make anything, anything the way they want it to be. Yeah. Why does it have to be that women get physically hurt? I love. Okay. So what's happening is, right this now is, funny. is Julia Roberts is trying to make her look shitty to Dermot Mulroney. His name is Michael in the movie and her name is Julia. Um, or Julie. Uh, People heckling karaoke is so rude. So this is like probably, I bet you, like a really famous place in Chicago where they do uh, karaoke. And she like forces her to do it, thinking that he's going to find it disgusting. But she does it and everyone champions her, thus proving what we were just talking about, that if you say yes to things, people like it. Yeah. And, like, why would Julia Roberts think, like, oh, this is the thing that's going to make him disgusted by her? Like, oh, she's such a bad singer. I'll never marry her. It's an insane thing. Yeah. Oh, also, Cameron Diaz, she's 21, comes from a a family that's extremely wealthy. The class politics of romantic comedies are insane. Yeah. And, like, (laughs) he's he's just a, a traveling sports journalist. Oh, yeah. Just a traveling sports just just a upper when middle it class exists. when it exi- when that job existed but yeah okay yeah when that job existed and also like don't act like he's not paid well to do it like well he claims he's not uh, yeah he's well, not making six figures but so yeah, in, the, in, in, in the reality of a writer comedy where everyone makes six figures every nancy myers movie even the waiter's making a six-figure salary <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> they all are wearing like beautiful clothes I don't even know what those three last words were. <laughs> it's very fun listening to her sing that song. He's so hot. People hate him. Like really? uh, the a lot of people have issues with this movie. I I have not understood them a hundred percent because I view mm-hmm. romantic comedies in a way of like like Julia Roberts's character is so insane. Yeah. I think I, I bet you people have issues with it being like, why is it idolizing this horrible behavior? I'm like, I don't think it it's is. It's not idolizing yeah. it because you'll see what happens. Like, y- also, I'm fine to watch people be horrible in movies. Well, this is a thing. This is another sexist thing. She is an antihero. 
Yeah. And everyone is all cool with Don Draper being a full psychopath and Tony Soprano. But the minute a woman does it, yeah. they're all like the moral standard that she's held to is insane. It's the same thing with girls. Like girls, oh, yeah. all the criticism of girls, girls was never about I know. the actual show. I know. I, I love girls. That's one of my favorite shows. I like girls. I, I found elements of it quite um, irritating. Yes. But I still think that you can't complain about how it was made and written. No, I think I, I, I call it like the harsh noise of shows like it's it's so abrasive and people were so mad. Like, that's what I love about it. But it's it, it's it to me is closer to Mad Men than what a lot of than a lot of other shows people compare to oh, Mad Men. Yeah, yeah, it is. And it, this is the classic sexist bullshit. Uh, I'm sorry, like Don Draper is one of like television's greatest monsters. Oh, yeah. Who in the end wins. Yeah. <laughs> And Lena Dunham's character, the thing that I don't like about girls, though, I will say, yeah, all the women kind of lose at the end, and all the men kind of win. Because yeah. I feel like also in life, all those female actors is kind of yeah. lose, and, I and can't Adam Driver is a once-in-a-lifetime talent. Yeah, I can't 100% <laughs> remember the s- specifics, but it's like, Hannah uh, has a baby she doesn't really want. Uh, Allison Williams is kind of aimless and doesn't have anything going on. And so is living with Hannah. Shoshana has a... Shoshana extricates herself completely yeah, and, and basically ends up being like, we were never friends. I don't like any of you. I feel I feel like that was kind of the point of just kind of like they're this dark hole. I think, I think the point was like Hannah is this dark hole and the people closest to Hannah are going to get hurt. And that everyone who does well is people farther away from Hannah. Adam Driver does better when he leaves Hannah. Oh, that's funny. That's interesting. But my whole issue with it is just like it's not a criticism of the show. It's just like my personal tastes is like I hate how female friendship was represented on that show. But it's female friendship with someone who is mentally unwell. Like Hannah is very mentally unwell and it would be very hard to have a relationship with her. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I think it was showing poor female friendship, which was the point. And I like that. Yeah. I would like that more if um, there was better representation of female friendship on television. Mm. Women are always at each other's throats like this movie. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Like almost every film, except for Broad City, and that's what's so wonderful about Broad City. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. I, I, um, um, I don't know. I, I, watching girls reminded me a lot of people in my... I mean, of course, did, I'm always like the target demo for it. I'm like, I think the, oh, sage, yeah. I think I'm the sage, same age as... Uh, uh, I want to say Hannah, but I know that's not a real name. No, you're you're younger because I was the same age. Okay, yeah. so but it's like I'm like, oh, this is like, and she's actually my sister's age, so you're four years younger, and I'm two years. Oh man, because every everything she did, I was just like, every, everything that happened, I was like, oh, these are like all those poisonous, like the, the like my friends who are like weird poisonous relationships, and like it was so cool to see that. Oh, I it was exactly it so like we are the demographic. We are like white middle class people living oh, in yeah, a large yeah, yeah. metropolitan city who date artists. Yeah. Like there has never been one more. Yeah. Yeah. So what's happening right now is Julia Roberts is setting up Cameron Diaz to get. So basically she's saying like Dermot Mulroney works a shit job. Your dad is the owner of a million dollar company. You won't have to leave school because she's going to leave school when she marries him and follows him around on like tour, like with the, he's a baseball journalist or whatever. Yeah. And so he, she's getting Cameron Diaz to. How's that a shit job? <laughs> please. Compared to if you're, if you're raised by a multimillionaire, yeah, she's getting Cameron Diaz to tell him like, Hey, I don't want to leave school. 
mm. maybe you should work for my dad and he's going to react in such a you'll see positive way mm-hmm. but Julie Roberts though she's a psychopath and that she's orchestrating a fight between them right now has hit on a very real thing that like she's going to leave school for him yeah, yeah I think he's more mad that he's like he's pretty sure Julia Roberts I think he mm-hmm. sees through it I don't think so I, or I think because because the first thing he says is and you knew about this. Yeah, I think I think I think it's because both in front of Julie Roberts and it's like this is not a thing which you include this person in in our relationship. And also I think he's pretty sure that she has something to do with it. I don't think so. I I think this is maybe as written. I think as active, maybe not. Yeah, I think this is his one button that it's like. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, no, I think it's that. Yeah, so he's super insecure about his job around yeah, her family. Yeah, yeah. And so she said the one thing that he's been thinking is going to happen this entire time. I, if Oh, if my husband to be ever spoke to me like that, I would lose my mind. <laughs> you did wait <laughs> two days before the wedding to be like, by the way. Yeah, but it's not what he's saying. It's how he's saying it. He's saying it with such disdain and yeah. anger in his voice that... I've never been talked to that way by a significant other, and I would get very upset. Because I don't really have fights. I have sad discussions. <laughs> How'd you not find the same music I found? Music? music. How'd you not find the same music I found oh. in your sentences? I don't want fights. I have sad discussions. <laughs> I am a screamo girl. That is why I enjoyed your show more than I really thought I would. Yeah. And no disrespect to your talent, I just thought that this was a genre I would never enjoy. <laughs> but um, I really love, especially because that particular brand of it see, look, is extremely underground. That it's never really like presented to people unless you find it or seek it, seek it out. It's just this is going to make me sound dumb. Yeah, yeah, go for it. So white, Alex. Oh, I know. <laughs> and I grew up in a not white school. Yeah. Like I, the white, if you were white, you were in a minority. And then uh, yeah, in I think high school uh, dictates the type of music you listen to. I yeah, feel. yeah, I th- it's very white, uh, but I think I would say in the last, especially someone who played it for so long, in the last like five years, it's that's really changed. Oh yeah, which is cool. So she's screaming on his voicemail while he's having a very elegant dinner party. <laughs> <laughs> so she's basically that didn't work. That's very funny. Julia Roberts is like, I don't know what to do. Uh, I need help or whatever. So for this movie, isn't it romantic to say that the gay character only exists for her? Is not true. This movie justifies why he comes into the thing. I think the gay character is really important in this because the gay because uh, uh, it to me highlights how self-centered she is. But that she doesn't even give a shit about his life and is just screaming on his answer. She's a psychotic narcissist yeah. and it's great. He comes? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I wish he didn't. She is, but he probably finds her fascinating. <laughs> like, yeah. He probably just watched. She's very elegant. She's very beautiful. But also, Rupert Everett is a goddamn saint in this of a human man. And it's a shame that he didn't become bigger because he is glorious. And he was nominated for an Academy Award. For this movie? Mm Mm-hmm. I think I like this movie, too, because everyone's playing to the top of their emotions at all times. (laughs) Like, Cameron Diaz has been brought to tears twice. Yeah, yeah. This is very... The second she finds out her in the airport is so much. Because it's... I like that it's also, like, 
everyone's at the top of their emotions, but it isn't like pantomime. It's like kind of like a realish emotion, but they swing so wild. Yeah, it's real. It's it's if you it's they're all babies. Yeah, yeah. It's this is what children are like. It's I brought this up another one. It's I feel like every movie's written as if every character is twenty five because when you're twenty five, you make the more interesting choice because you're emotionally stupid. That's so interesting because that's how I feel about Sex in the City about Carrie Bradshaw, yeah. where it's like. I hope to fuck. I'm not like Carrie Bradshaw, We've 32. Had this conversation. Yeah. We haven't had this conversation on the podcast <laughs> like at least once or twice. I think about it all the time. <laughs> but yeah, it's true. When I was 25, I was very much like anything goes. When I was 25, I was insane. As you know, when I was, I'd say 24. I, 24, I, I was insane. I think 20, uh, and also 19, I was a psychopath. I was too shy at like 18, 19. I wasn't myself yet. I feel. No, you know, it, you know, it was 20. 20, I was a true psychopath. 20, I would stay out all night, go to university class, go home, do stand-up, do homework over. Like It was like I would not sleep for like 48 hours and not stop doing things. See, I wasn't doing comedy yet. I didn't start doing comedy until I was 20. I was doing comedy three. and two bands. And, <laughs> and computer science and well, you're university. Just an art boy is what you are. And computer science, university, and just not sleeping. Oh, look, look. So, Sorry. He's telling her, but do you actually like him? Is what Rupert Everett is asking her right now. I love this. And she's being like, yeah, I do. And he's like, all right, well, then you got to tell him the truth and and it'll be okay. And she's like, mm, okay, but then it's not dramatic. Like, she's just all about the drama. <laughs> that's funny. She's like, I have to talk to you. Why, well, you don't like the suit? Actually, I don't, but I have to. that's not why I have to talk to you. <laughs> The, the the costumes in this movie are um, we haven't been talking about them, but they're buck wild a little bit. There will be a point where Julia Roberts is wearing four pairs of sunglasses. <laughs> she has them on her face, in her hair, and two here. Like, why? I don't know why. <laughs> to show her like emotional stability. It might be. Apart. It's a very distractingly funny. And she always just wears suits because she's masculine and because we're supposed to believe that she's I think we're supposed to believe that she's not not that she's not pretty like that she doesn't have it together. I feel like and I'm taking a wild swing on this um, also placing this movie in the 90s early 90s. It's mid, it's mid to late. It's like 97. Oh, 97. OK. Then I would be like seven years old. Uh, but uh, she. She's wearing the suits to be like, this is how a man would treat the situation. Oh, yeah. Is my. She is a male, a more male character that's ever been in a romantic comedy because she's very selfish. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, Alex. Men are I feel, selfish. I feel like it's also a slippery, slippery slope and very Jordan Peterson of us to be like a male or female energy. I know. JP, baby. <laughs> Sure, I fucking hate that Jordan Peterson. Um, <laughs> so, love to. I always go love the bag, love the sh- love the shoes, love everything, love to. <laughs> I don't know why. It's hap- It's a part of my vocabulary now. Every place in this movie is full of extras. Oh yeah. Well, I imagine that they're going to Chicago hotspots. Yeah. Because this must be a famous Chicago seafood place. It's called Barry the Cudas. Barracuda. <laughs> yeah. Also, she's 28 years old. They're acting like she's an old spinster who's put out to pasture. I mean, yeah. Fuck, am I a spinster? I think about that sometimes. A little bit. 
Don't say a little bit. <laughs> also, what does it mean to be a spinster? Shut up, Alex. I'm happy. It's Valentine's Day. I have to buy Valentine's for my class. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because I told them, I was like, listen, I know if some of you have, like, boyfriends or girlfriends or husbands and wives or whatever, but, like, it would be nice if you guys came to class that night. And if you do come, I'll have a surprise for you. <laughs> they're, they're now going to sing. And it's not weird. Like a... Like they're a all mu- going to sing. Like a musical number? Yep. Don't turn me off this movie. No, I'm telling you it's good. It's going to be so weird. So they're asking him how did they get... How did they meet? And he's making up a full story that she was in a mental institution. <laughs> But that she was actually visiting someone. Who was she visiting? She was visiting Dion Warwick. <laughs> and this is what leads to him singing. It must have been hard to act through this for Julia Roberts and every yeah. and Dermot Mulroney because everyone else is having such a good time. <laughs> this is one of the movie soundtracks of my youth. Okay. This movie also introduced me to the song that goes, If you want to be happy for the rest of your life, Never make a pretty woman your wife. <laughs> so from my personal point of view, get an ugly girl to marry you. Do you know this one? No. It's a great song. It sounds like a real novelty song. Listen, it sounds like it's sung by the crows from Dumbo. <laughs> <laughs> which I know is problematic. I know the crows from Dumbo. Like, I won't even finish this thought. Like, so problematic, so racist. Yeah. But God damn it, they sing a good song in Dumbo. Yeah. I mean, Zippity Doodah is a good song, too. Yeah, it's okay. It's not worth the races. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine you were so extra you dressed identically to someone else. I mean, I guess because they're the bridesmaids. They're both um, HBO darlings. That other woman was on True Blood. They really do have a, a sitcom-y type dynamic. This movie yeah. is like a long sitcom. Because this could have been a television show very easily. And if it was pitched now, I think it would have been a TV show. Oh, yeah? I think so. I think think it would be... Is your first season the lead up to the wedding? Like, what's your... You can't always be leading up to a wedding. Yeah. Maybe. Then it's after they're married, she's still trying to divorce them? No, I would just splinter off. Yeah. The first season would be the yeah would be the wedding and then we'd go we'd learn more about his life we'd learn more about her life at home they yeah. probably would have flashbacks as to when they were together when they were young and she is being like a ridiculous human for not just saying the truth like either don't go or tell him but this like in between scheming thing is pure madness. Yeah. Yeah. You've described the flaw in her character. <laughs> <laughs> Did I ever tell you that once I told there I she was goes. Yeah, she's still lying though. She tells him that he's not her fiance. That's so funny. <laughs> um once my therapist I told my therapist that I had a crush on somebody. I think I told you this. Mm. And then she's like, but he has a girlfriend. And I was like, yeah, so I just don't hang out with him because I like him, but he has a girlfriend. It's like, what am I going to fucking get hung up on a guy who has a girlfriend? And then the therapist was like, well, why don't you just tell him (laughs) that you like him and that you would hang out with him more, but 
until he's single. And I went, are you fucked? <laughs> Why? She's like, well, it's just emotionally honest. You would say like, listen, I have feelings for you and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, are you? Why would I behave in such a way? <laughs> like, is that an emotionally healthy thing to do? I have no idea. I don't think so. I feel like that's manipulative. To be like, I like you, but only as a boyfriend. So talk to me when you're single. That's crazy. I've had women do that to me. And how did you feel? Attractive. <laughs> 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 I felt great. <laughs> it's like you're like oh boy that's a lot of emotional turmoil in my stomach but people like me which is different than how i feel about myself oh my god you ever done the chicago boat tour i have done the chicago boat tour they're now on a chicago boat tour that while i was doing it i slowly realized that this was the one from my best friend's wedding and i was on it with ben and i was like okay when we go under the bridge you you have to stand with me over here when we go under the bridge and i made him stand with me like this and he's like oh we gave up our seats (laughs) The boat tour is very fascinating. It's truly incredible. Yeah. I'm so happy that I did it. Everyone says you go to the architecture boat tour and you're always like, no. And then you do it. You're like, wow. It was 30 bucks. And I was like, really? Yeah, I, did this, I did all this. Yeah. Yeah. Nicole made me do it. And I did all of this being oh. like, the fuck? It is. I was disappointed that it was too cold because I would have done it again. I did it in the summer. Yeah. Yeah. I did it in the summer. When I was, I want to say. Once I was there doing shows, oh, I was there doing shows with our friends from L.A., and one of them grew up in Chicago, and Nicole had already been on the boat tour, and he'd already been on the boat tour, and they were like, you guys got to do the boat tour, but we don't want to do it again. And we're like, well, then it can't be that good. And they, so they, they made them do the boat tour with us. And we're like, well, that was so good. And it's like, yeah, but like you've done it. You don't need to do it again. It's like, yeah, you don't need to do it again. I would do it again. I would. I feel like you, I, I, you get the gist. Like if I went with, but I, it's something that Chicago people always say to me. Like I've met some other Chicago comedians and they're always like, oh, you went, you did the boat tour. Cause I think it's like, like a proud tourist thing. Yeah. Whereas there's nothing in Toronto that I would be like, did you do this? Like, what, you go stand in the nightmare that is Dundas square? <laughs> you get a headache from all the TVs that looks like a shitty Times square. Uh, like, what would I tell people to go do in Ch- Toronto? I, I would say restaurants, but I don't yeah. think I would tell them to do anything. Because, like, I like the belt line for walking, but it's just a path. Yeah. Do people have songs? Uh, I think you have to have, like, similar tastes in music, so I rarely do have a song. Yeah. As you know, me and, me and Natalie had a song. Aw. It's a... Uh, See, like, why is he being so romantic with her? Yeah. Do you think, and then I'm going to put this on the table, mm-hmm. do you think that we see the movie through her POV so that he's not necessarily being this romantic, but in her eyes it is? Which is probably more thought into this movie than the director gave it. That may be. Yeah. This is from her point of view. Like the movie, like she's in every scene, so I wouldn't put it past like... Yeah, she is in every scene. He's not in a scene alone. Mm -hmm. So she was gonna tell him, and then like literally when like there, she was about to tell him that she loves him, and she let it pass her by. And he basically said that he was like jealous when what's his face came. Because like it's so. um, I want this movie to make her more insane. 
oh, you haven't seen the second half of what she does. Well, because the problem is the second half now is semi, not really justified, but like I can A to B it where I want it to be like she's full. My, my question like is. The a, like the A is he's getting married. The B is her going off the deep end. Like that's, that's the way I wanted to watch. Well, that's. I mean, again, that's young adult. I'd have a problem. That is young adult. And young adult makes you feel like shit, where this yeah. movie doesn't make you feel like shit. Oh, no, young adult, that, the the end of young adult makes me laugh so hard. I don't remember it. Where sh- um, she's in the kitchen, and, like, the person's like, you're at the, like, the sister of... Patrick of pa- pa- Sister of Patton Oswald. Oh, In the yeah. kitchen, it's just like, what are you talking about? You made it. You're in the big city. You can do any. You can date anyone you want. But you have a great job. Yeah, yeah. I do have a great life. And it just cuts to her driving back. <laughs> like just how much she gives up. I'm just her like, oh yeah. I don't remember. That's very Fuck funny. Fuck this town. Yeah, wait. I could just m- move my situation, and it's all fine. Like it's like she because the whole plot is she comes back from like Cincinnati or Minneapolis or something to try and like win over her high school sweetheart. Yeah. And then the end is her being like kind of failing and then being like, okay, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. And then her just being like, wow, your life must be great. It's like, yeah, your life is great. <laughs> <laughs> so what she's doing right now, Julie Roberts, yeah, is pretending that the father mm. is writing a letter to someone in his business. I don't actually know what the father does. Like Cameron Diaz's dad that he's requesting that Michael works for his company and she wants to bring him there that evening to see that email and then have him get so mad that he breaks up with Cameron Diaz and she's writing it in his office with his email address and everything. Like she's a full. Yeah. Breaking and entering. Yeah. (coughs) That's great. But. It's wild the amount that sh- the the deception that this woman pulls off. Her makeup's very nice in this movie, and I I think a redhead Julia Roberts is the best kind of Julia Roberts. I don't like this blonde, weird Julia Roberts that we've had for the last like twenty years. I want millennial pink dyed hair <laughs> Julia Roberts. <laughs> Have we seen that yet? She's so she's um such an interesting looking person. Yeah. She got a big old mouth. This movie does that thing where it goes the whole way. Like it doesn't, you never. What do you mean? They yes and all of their ideas. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I like that. Yeah, it's cool. It makes it interesting. The The thing is, is like that like yes and all your ideas thing is normally like big premise movies, which now are like all like small, like contained thrillers. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Really? So you ever, you ever watch Green Room? Oh, I heard about it, but yeah, I never. It's I never like saw it. it yes ands all its ideas, but it all kind of exists in like one space. Like I feel like I feel like that kind of like let's see everything. Uh, uh, idea doesn't exist in non really close type non genre yeah genre thrillers uh, kind yeah. of. This guy always plays rich man. He was a rich man and you've got mail too. No. Who me? I'm rich man. 
they're going <laughs> to send out the emails and they're going to get in trouble. Oh, so by the way, the email that he's writing is to Michael's boss at the newspaper. Oh. So if it gets sent, it gets sent directly to his boss. Oh, there is a cameo in this movie. It is someone, you'll see, someone's first uh, supporting role <laughs> or like bit part. You're going to enjoy who it is. Matthew McConaughey. No. Think. Smaller. Smaller, yeah. <laughs> Keenan Thompson. Think bigger. Think Academy Award nominated and think people make fun of him a lot. Mm. The last person you think would be in this movie. Mel Gibson. No, think different. <laughs> think. Um, people make fun of him a lot. Yeah, but for rightfully so and do people still even talk about Mel Gibson not really I can't believe he was fucking nominated for Academy Awards last year oh yeah Hacksaw Ridge what a terrible movie in what world did that movie need to be celebrated so much it was so bad it's a first of all a Christian promo movie oh yeah because it's about a guy who refused to have a gun and fight in war yeah he's just an idiot <laughs> it was so dumb because he didn't want to kill another man then don't be a, a fucking soldier was he yeah and second of all, Mel Gibson, like, I, I thought, according to Mel Gibson, the Jewish people run Hollywood, and then he got nominated by <laughs> Hollywood people. <laughs> I think he just disproved his own racism. Very funny. You get ready for this, uh, get ready for this uh, cameo, it's coming. It's not a cameo, I mean, he's not well known at this, he's not known at all at this point. So it's just like... It's like uh, before in, he was famous. Came in, did the read. They were like, this guy's a good Multiple actor. Multiple callbacks. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Got really close. Yeah. On hold for weeks. Yeah. They didn't tell him until. Like day of. Here we go. Where is he? Are you can't, excited? I'm excited for you. Come on. Show me. <gasps> <laughs> I recognize the voice. <laughs> He was a theater actor at this time. It's Paul Giamatti. <laughs> you know, he was probably a theater actor in Chicago at this time. That's Is he a Chicago guy? I think so. He's in Chicago, New York. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying that he wasn't a working actor. He just wasn't like Paul Giamatti. And, yeah. and who would have guessed that this guy would be the Academy Award nominated person of the movie? Mm-hmm. Honestly, the, the, the thing that probably hurt this movie most was that it shot like a romantic comedy. I don't mind a glossy film. But I think I, it's not... The the story is I mean you know what I get it because kind of it's kind of subversive of a, a romantic comedy being like trying to trying to chase down someone in the romantic comedy way is is more insane than we give it credit for. I, I think this movie yeah this is an insane concept for a film mm. and they had to sell it in a certain way because Julia Roberts was in it and they needed it to make money and it did I think it was like mm. a box office success. I'm saying that there's a there's a version of movie shot by. David Fincher, exact same script, exact same performances, <laughs> just the camera and lighting is different, and it reads a thousand percent differently. Yeah, and but it's the same movie. Oh, with the part where Rupert Everett sings and everything. Yeah, and it would be dangerous. Would it still be funny. Why David Fincher? I don't think he's the right person for the job. I, I mean, I'm just trying to pick like a, a famous like thriller. I would do an director. Adrian and Adrian Lynn, the guy that did um, what's that movie with Robert Redford and Demi Moore. You're gonna have to. And uh, something proposal. The monster proposal. An indecent proposal. Be, oh yeah, yeah, that's not. I w- uh, I was thinking, um, Brian De Palma. 
I don't like Brian De Palma. But he he would shoot he, same script, same performances, everything. Just Brian De Palma behind the lights and camera. I think it'd be the movie would still work. It would be very splashy. I think. Yeah, it'd be very brightly colored. I remember watching Scarface being like, all right, let's find out what this movie that every boy in my high school wears a t-shirt of. <laughs> I said, with all the boys that wear t-shirts of Scarface, you could put it together and it would be the movie. Like you have like a scene by scene. <laughs> um, I, I get, get your joke, but I at first misunderstood it as if you were trying to make a joke about like, you know, like the evolution of man. <laughs> like you put them all in a row. It's like there's every kind of man. Has <laughs> yeah. No, no. It's that all boys love Scarface in high school. But I watched it I and I was like, this movie fucking sucks. Yeah, I don't like Scarface. And like, Al Pacino's been acting so bad. He's so much. He's so much. I feel like the problem is people treated Scarface as if it was like high art, but Brian De Palma makes trash. Yes. But he makes That's like trash on is. purpose. If He's I, making purposeful trash. If I didn't know that it was high art, like people were saying it was like Godfather good and I was like, oh, okay. No, it's not. It's terrible. Carrie is terrible. Carrie? Yeah. I want to talk to it. No, Carrie's good. I like oh, Carrie. Stupid and dumb. They're all going to laugh at you. Boom. <laughs> um, I, I genuinely like Carrie. I only watched it once when I was like 14. I feel that's a good age for Carrie. So he's breaking up with Cameron Diaz. Look what he does, though, eh? He's uh, sealing his deal. So basically, he broke up with Cameron Diaz. He's absolutely so heartbroken. She tried on the ring that she was supposed to hold on, and it won't come off her finger. So Dermot Mulroney is now taking it off her finger with his mouth. And it's like, what is he doing? I actually don't know what his game is. Yeah. He's like pretty an interesting character in this. We don't know any of his own thoughts. Yeah. That's where I'm like, do you think it's through her POV? But now I'm thinking it's, like, it's just kind of like he's written to accelerate the plot. The same way that in a male-led movie, the female is written to accelerate yeah. the plot. Yeah, I'd say like Julia Roberts is three-dimensional. He's two-and-a-half-dimensional. I say he's almost I, I there. say almost. I say one-and-a-half. One-and-a-half? Yeah. Um, but we know, we know for a fact that he... Loves his job, mm-hmm. and that he ha- is very—he's a proud person. Mm-hmm. I guess he's literally trying to make to date her now because he's saying like, "Yeah, I'm breaking up with her. Let's hang out after this." Yo, I gotta break up at like nine, but you want to like meet up at like nine thirty? That's literally what he's doing, <laughs> and it's like, what is his game? Or maybe he's thinking, okay. This is me projecting what I think maybe what's happening. Mm. He doesn't want to be with Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts was treated her him like shit because mm. he was saying in the movie that like she would never show public uh, affection mm-hmm. and uh, was too tumultuous mm. and would break up with him and blah, blah, blah. So he probably was obsessed with her. But deep down inside, he's like, I can't be with her because she makes it too hard and it hurts my heart too much Mm. so he finds Cameron Diaz who's this lovely woman who's rich and blah 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 and he's finally getting over her and now that this has happened he's like you know what I'm just gonna let it wash over me I'm gonna have this toxic relationship with this person Mm. that I've been fighting and so maybe that's what's going on she's defeated him yeah 
like he he tried to get over her he couldn't get over her my only thing is get ready for sunglasses she's wearing them and she has one in her hair right now fyi yeah, i see that um <laughs> i don't know i don't know um but my thing is like his sexual flirting with her because that's what it is it's yeah. like him putting his body on her is a way for him to be like fuck you you broke my heart and now i'm able to rub it in your face Oh, yeah, that's true, too. Because it's more sinister than we're giving it credit for. Yeah, because it is sinister. Because Mm. it's like, what do you do? And you're like, oh, you're my best friend. Come, I'm getting married, even though I know you had feelings for me. Or he's testing her to be like, I had such strong feelings for you. You were you're very narcissistic. You were too hard to be in a relationship with. And I'm trying to prove to myself that you are attracted to me, even though I don't want you anymore. Mm. I could write a dissertation on this. I do believe that gender roles in terms of romantic comedies are a little switched. Julia Roberts is being very male and he's being more female. Yes. Yes. Which is, now you said, now you know that's not true. I was going to be like, there are a lot of romantic comedies are the main character is a male and I realized, no, it's not a lot of the main character is female. No, that's the whole thing about romantic comedies is that women, um, are the leads yet they still manage to become like submissive and passive to the man. And that's what's great about this movie, except for the fact the only reason why she's not passive is because she's She's full on psycho. Well, the male, the male characters in a lot of red copies are also full on psycho. She's psychotic. (laughs) Yeah. I, cause, cause romantic comedy is trying to turn like, a human relationship into a game like at, at its base level like if you look at like wedding crashers is effectively the same form as romantic comedy only it like removes the I- idea of romance and there we treat those characters as garbage because they're insane they're insane yeah they're like they are dangerous those yeah, yeah. Two men. and i'm saying that the, i'm saying the the romantic comedy thing is kind of the same only they like replace sex with like a romantic relationship they've like gamified romance and gamified like interpersonality because that's what makes a story it's like you set the games you can see them win or lose it and that's very fun and satisfying to watch i'm not saying it's not fun and satisfying to no, watch. no i said it is very fun oh, yeah, and yeah. satisfying to watch so she's trying to tell cameron diaz to call off the wedding because mm-hmm. he won't call it off because she's not calling it off so the wedding's still <laughs> happening right now <laughs> I can't imagine. She's so rich. They're currently at a brunch before the wedding. Like, do you know how much money this is? $30? Yeah, it's $35. There's And it looks like a brunch for 300 people. I don't have $35 to spend on brunch right now. I spent $11 on brunch this morning. I went to Future Bakery. Okay. I was going to be like, where did you get $11 brunch? I got three poached eggs. Three eggs, too many. But you know what? Poached, not so bad. Three, three, three eggs, three is what I normally eat. And I got a side salad mm-hmm. and a home fries. Oh, and a sausage. Sausage. That's all 11? Man, I love future. Oh, and bread, but I didn't really eat the bread because I choose bread or home fries. This morning, I chose home fries. <laughs> what a day. <laughs> this part, the way the way Julia Roberts um, says things in this movie is like imprinted in my brain. Like the way she goes, uh, she tells her that Michael is jello mm-hmm. and she's creme brulee and that she's never going to be jello. Yeah. And the way she goes, you're never going to be jello. <laughs> like in my head. That is weird of you, that you can watch a movie a bunch or whatever, you'll get like phrases locked in your head, like like jingles. Because they, it's very musical. When a script is good and the way people deliver it, it mm-hmm. becomes very sing-songy. 
And like with a sitcom is good, like Friends. Yeah. I mean, what you feel about Friends, whatever. Yeah, not a fan, but, but look at all those balloons. Can you imagine? This is gorgeous. There's just an entire tennis court filled with balloons, yeah. and they're all pastels. Um, like Friends, like the way Phoebe talks and stuff, it's very sing-songy. And Chandler. Do you think Julie Roberts was like? My name is Julia. If this character's name isn't Julia, I won't be able to act it. I love when, <laughs> I love when character, I love when actors play, char- the same character name. I love it. It doesn't happen too often. I'm trying to remember when it happens. They normally they change it to make sure it doesn't happen. But I love when it happens. This is Jules. It's a little bit different than Julia. Julie. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> and these have three guys singing to each other with helium balloon voices. That's fun. They're harmonizing beautifully. I know. It's easier to sing when you have helium. I don't like the idea. Like, I've only done it a couple of times, and it really freaks me out when I have a helium <laughs> voice. It makes me laugh every time. Really? It- so it's, it's, a, it's because my voice is so deep, because when I do helium, my voice goes to, like, a normal register. Hannah, now I'm talking like this. It's just like, hello. <laughs> hey, everybody. Like, it's like, that's how high it goes. <laughs> These balloons are gorgeous. And that's just for that scene. This movie must have had such a budget. Probably. Julia Roberts alone was half of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was when she was like $20 million a movie. This is when romantic comedies were budgetable, marketable. Yeah. But they still are. They just aren't promoting them properly. I mean, we can talk about everyone promotes stuff wrong these days. but Mm. There's also too much content. Yeah. Look how beautiful this scene is. I think that's why all those Netflix things do so well because it's like what the reliable promotion to their viewers is just putting on their front page. Because they're the yeah. average Netflix viewer, the first thing they do when they get home is start up Netflix. Well, you know what it is too? Romantic comedies, um, because there's so much content available, you well, don't need to go to the theaters to enjoy romantic comedy. Where like an Avengers type movie, you probably should go to the movies to enjoy them. The budget. Your favorite number, thirty eight million dollars. That's how much this movie was? Yeah. That's Box why it's good. <laughs> Box office, three hundred million. Yeah, 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 it did. And I bet you that's like North American box office. Yeah. 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 Wild. Everyone loves a $40 million movie. Why don't we do that anymore? Could this... Well, Look, she's telling him. Inflation. So $38 million, I bet you, would be like a $90 million movie now. Yeah. See, she's telling him she's too late. She fucked up. She should have done it on the boat. Or not at all. Julia Roberts in movies tends to tell the men that she loves them. This happens in Notting Hill as well. Like Notting Hill. Choose me, pick me, marry me. And then she kisses him. That is so bold. She's not paying attention to any of the signs. <laughs> like he didn't even lean towards her and she's like, I kiss you now. I finished talking. I do kiss. Yeah. I get what I want when I finish talking. Do kiss. <laughs> yeah. And Cameron Diaz sees it. So, when I was a kid, hmm. we were watching this movie, and my nonna was over, and she doesn't understand English at all. And she was understanding what was going on, though, and she kept going, you see, you never chase after a man 
the man comes to you. <laughs> and she said that so many times. Oh, New York. She's a New York food critic. Oh, my God. She's even more successful than I realized. Um, and then I'll tell you what my Nona says at the very end. Because uh, it's very good. But I couldn't believe that she, like... That's a thing that people constantly, that is still very well believed. Like, as a woman, you must be passive. It has to be up to the man or else it's not going to happen. Well, I mean, I don't know. I, I think also a lot of men <laughs> should take, a, take that note as well. Yeah, I, I think it's... I think it's I think it's you don't have to chase is probably the more yeah, accurate Yeah, I note. think it should... It, see, look, he has a life. And you know who's reading right now is Homer. Harry Shearer. That's so funny. <laughs> He's got such a life. He yeah, he has such a life. He's on reading. His movie. Yeah, exactly. I want to watch what he's doing up until him going, and that's what the TV show. I would, would, I would love for his whole thing to be like his father died at this time. <laughs> he was in Chicago for a week. He wasn't there for her. Oh no. He's got a full like. Got a lot of problems. He's, I think. That's what, the Met Gala. <laughs> I think that's what makes this movie special. Like he didn't have to have that. We didn't need to see him at a book reading. You know, like yeah. people thought about it. This this movie was thought out, and this song is so good. Every every everyone, what the world needs now is love. I just love when Rupert Everett sums up the entire film. He's chasing Kimmy you're chasing him who's chasing you nobody, nobody. do you get it <laughs> see like what is his game man yeah it's weird it, it, like because he's like, pissed yeah it's flattering he's like but the way you're treating me is flattering which makes me think he doesn't love her she represented a type of person to him and that he finally proves to himself that she wants him and now he doesn't need it anymore. Yeah. I think that's where he's coming from. I, I can't make make him psychologically consistent without seeing it through the lens of the thing we're seeing it through the lens of her. Of her, yeah. Yeah. Because like he's all over the fucking map otherwise. Why did he invite her? Yeah. Why did he invite her? Yeah. They haven't been friends for years. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the main one. And then also it's like, if all, uh, now I forgot that at the beginning, his fiance is like, I'm going to make you my best friend so you can't steal him from yeah. me. It's weird. Yeah. Why would he put that, put her, why would he put his fiance into that position? Uh, that would be a deal breaker for me with the fiance. I would be like, why are you doing this? You're, you're making me feel insecure. You know, you know what this is, is this is like where a Woody Allen movie starts. <laughs> because then it becomes about trying to make a poly amorous relationship. Mm. God. But do you think that's what he wants? No. Or maybe it's simpler. He, she has so many friends. She has so much family, and this wedding is really all about her. And one night they're talking, and she goes, "But like, who are your friends? Like, I haven't met any of them. Who are mm. these people? Because he doesn't have much friends because of his job." So and he goes, "A lot of I love you, man. Only reversed." maybe yeah. and he goes well I don't actually have I have one actually my best friend was this girl tells the story and she and she's like well invite her invite her to the wedding I, I my maid of honor broke her leg like 
But she calls him first. No, no, he calls her. Oh. She gets a voicemail. Oh. So maybe he thinks, maybe Cameron Diaz thinks that this would make him happy. Oh, yeah. What a great. Oh, that's funny. But to um, scream like this. I know. <laughs> See, we know exactly what type of people those two women are. This movie's great. And also, look, this is where we stayed. Wrigley Field. Yeah. Wait, hold on. People Wrigley make fun Field. of Paul Giamatti? Yeah. People don't like Paul Giamatti. What? I know. I love him. Me too. I think he's a great actor. I love Sideways. People specifically make fun of Paul Giamatti Sideways. I love that movie. I know. I watched it the other day. It's so good. Well, also, just this, is, this is not really Field. This is the uh, White Sox Stadium. Oh, uh, never mind. It's not where we were. What is Wrigley then? Cubs? Cubs, yeah. Yeah, they're White Sox people in this movie. Well, you're a fucking psychopath. Okay. So, when I was a kid, my favorite television show was The Rosie O'Donnell Show. Okay. And when The Rosie O'Donnell Show... You would celebrate certain movies, and the Rosie O'Donnell show was very excited for this movie to come out, and they had the entire cast on. Oh yeah! And it was such a fun. And that woman who just said "bitch," yeah, it was Rosie O'Donnell's arch nemesis on the show that they designed, where they she said that she knew more about the Mary Tyler Moore show than Rosie O'Donnell did. So they brought that woman on <laughs> into the Rosie O'Donnell show, and they did a thing and that woman ended up winning the game show of the Mary Tyler Moore and it was truly like event watching <laughs> television for me Jesus. and that woman when she came on because she is an actor they showed a clip of everything that she was in and they couldn't show her a clip from this movie because all she says is bitch <laughs> <laughs> and I remember it so clearly because the only thing that happened on that show of the Rosie O'Donnell show was they had a performance from the Lion King because that's how long ago it was. Yeah. And then they did the game show and Rosie lost. And she legit lost. Like she yeah. didn't know. And um, and then at the end, they just, to make her feel better, they sang a circle of life again. <laughs> and she got to be in it. Like she was that's, surrounded by all of them. That's insane. I fucking loved that show. That feels very like Chris Gethard's show. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Rosie, did you watch Were You Too Little? No, no. Or? Imagine, I'd be so, li- I would not want to see Julia Roberts's Oh, yeah. Face at my wedding. I can't believe that she's standing there still as the maid of honor. So funny. But if Cameron Diaz is as rich as they're saying, and her dad is like as prominent in Chicago, this would be like an event of the, this would be like a social light situation. Probably. Oh, that's my dream if I ever got married to get married outside in a tent. I think it's so elegant. Yeah. Every time I go to an outdoor wedding, I'm either way too hot or way too cold. Oh, no, I love it. Yeah, you're right, though. Except when my uncle got married in Italy when I was a kid, it mm. was perfect. And it was in a tent outside. Yeah, it was the perfect temperature. We were, we were built to live in the Mediterranean. Like, we really were. Like, that's like, like, that is like the little cradle of life. Like, yeah, just perfection. But I went to a bunch of outdoor weddings at Prince Edward County, and I was blazing hot during the day and freezing at nighttime. Yeah. Well, at least she calls herself a psychopath. How do you laugh at that? It has not been enough time. (laughs) It's been hours. I think it's been a hour. (laughs) I like this movie. Yay. 
great. It's like this third act's got some issues, but it's a fun movie. It's a little bit too long. I would say act one and two, uh, act one and most of act two, I think are great. You know, and what? then I want it to go more insane, but it's it's still a romantic comedy and not aimed at me, and so it did what it's gonna do. Yeah, it, it has to finish, but it did it did subvert people did people at this time would think that Julia Roberts was supposed to end up with Dermot Mulroney. Yeah. Oh, there was no way, unless it was like a truly dark ending, does she end up with Dermot Mulroney? Well, it would be actually like you. she preyed on a man and got yeah. her way. Like it's, Oh, yeah, it would be a very dark movie. And then she gives them her song. That's him and Michael's because they don't have a song. So they're singing The Way You Look Tonight, mm-hmm. which is creepy. And what is that supposed to do to him? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's she's a full psychopath. You know what she just did? She had an upper hand again. Yeah, yeah. She's a full psychopath. So yeah. his whole thing is like, good. I won. I'm marrying the girl that is like, better no. for me. Yeah. yeah. I'm marrying the girl that is better for me. And, and now she's so happy. This is such a dark ending. I love it. Yeah. And and now she's like, here's our song that you can use. And in his brain, he's like, because here's what I'm going to assume. Julie Roberts was the best sex he's ever had. Yeah. And he's never going to get over that. No. And now in the back of his head, he's like, I'm happy, but I guess I'll always wish that this was happening too. I've never thought of his side of things when watching this movie. I've also never analyzed this movie too hard. (laughs) (laughs) But people who don't like this movie, I have to assume haven't seen it. Or like they have to explain to me what they don't like about it because I find it fascinating and it's funny and it's i wouldn't call it like a funny funny movie you, you know what i, I guess kind of funny yeah I, I think it's it's that it's directed like romantic comedy and they see the like the semiotics of it and just view it like that rather yes, than um. like it's subverting it so i i do think it's it's a bold choice to even film this movie like a romantic comedy because i don't really think it is i don't think it is either it's it's um like we said, it's a psychosexual thriller without the sex. Yeah. See, and then he comes and says bye to her. This movie is not done. Like, these characters are yeah. not done with each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's going to happen is, well, first of all, the the cast reunited in, an ep- in, a, in a thing of Entertainment Weekly this week. They took mm. pictures. And everyone looks amazing except for Rupert Everett, who has plastic surgery to his face to Liberace levels. <laughs> it's very upsetting. He's the hottest one of them all. But here's what I think would happen. Mm. Look how gorgeous this is. Sorry. Yeah. Like, imagine if you're leaving your wedding and there's fucking sparklers. Um, they get married. And the first, like, two years of marriage are, like, pretty hard. Yeah. And he's going to hit a hard time with Cameron Diaz. And he's going to have to go to New York for his job at one point. Yeah. And he's going to call her. Yeah. And they're going to have sex. Yeah. And then it starts all over yeah. again. And she will be poisoned and he will divorce Cameron Diaz. Cameron Diaz will not put up with that shit and she will ruin him. And the minute that he becomes available to her, she won't want him. Yeah. (sighs) We should write the sequel. I I, I like this. Yeah, we should write the sequel. And he is... My my best friend's affair. Yeah, my best friend's... Well, it would be my best friend's divorce. divorce. Yeah. 
and it would end again with her being with Rupert Everett, being like, well, it's over. And we still don't see Dermot Mulroney's side of things. He's just, you can just assume that he's destroyed. Gone. Yeah. <laughs> just, a, just the last time he leaves, you just hear a gunshot. <laughs> Kablamo! Okay, so then at the very end, my nunna was like, see, she doesn't get the man. Um, because you never chase after a man. A man always comes to you. And so then this happens. So Rupert Everett is there. And they start dancing together. And my nana goes, see, that's how it's supposed to be. The man comes to you. <laughs> but in my mind, I was like, do we, do we tell her that he's gay? <laughs> like, do, we, do we explain to my nana what gay is? And then... <laughs> No, 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 he's gay. What's that? He he likes other men. No, he doesn't. That's not a thing. My brain <laughs> dies. Oh, I don't know. Rest in peace, no, no. Radiant with charisma. <laughs> he's so good. This, like, I like his character, but I don't understand his relationship to her. Because in my mind, he's better than her. In my mind, he's like, I don't need you. I'll tell you what the relationship is. Uh, she drives him fucking crazy, but she fulfills a need for him, like, in What's some way. What's the need? Because she's a narcissist, so she's charismatic and fun. She, oh, and she's a food yeah. critic. He, she takes him to fancy restaurants. But then you don't go to Chicago and back twice in a long weekend for that. Well, okay. If they are truly friends, he came back because, first of all, he was invited. And second of all, he probably, after she was screaming on the phone, he probably was like, I should probably Something's going check down here. in on that because <laughs> she might there some, kill herself. There is some thick drama in Chicago yeah. right now. I can't miss. <laughs> there is a bell that's going off in my brain, and I must be there. Will it be forever? Is this it? And that's how it ends. Yeah, the two yeah. of them dancing. While, what is it? They f- Nero fiddles while Rome burns or something. Yeah, yeah. That's what this is. It's so good. It's no Philadelphia, but it's a very good movie. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's not Philadelphia. Wait, you got to ho- just wait for the credits because the credits have the, if you want to be happy for the rest of your life, make, a pr- make an ugly woman your wife. <laughs> and then they all dance. And uh, to the untrained eye, this is a romantic comedy. No, this is <laughs> this is an insane movie. I am my heart, and I will love you. It's great, great soundtrack. So you liked it? Yeah. I I was I was like I I was kind of in from the title. Like yeah. I was kind of in from the title, you know. I mean, like you finally fulfilled your childhood dream of watching this movie. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad my parents didn't didn't bring a like. Fast forward, because they're going to play a stupid Amanda Marshall song first. Okay. You just got to go to the last, like, 20, like, 30 seconds of the thing. Just to hear the, hey. What? I'm confused. When does this? Okay, keep fast forwarding. But this is also a very good version of Say a Little Prayer. (laughs) Okay, press play now. I'm confused. I don't know when that song happens. When does uh, that song happen? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I normally turn it off by the time the first credit starts. No, 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 no. Wait. Say you must be. It's gonna be done. Hmm. Zucker Brothers, huh? Who's Zucker Brothers? Do they do airplane? Mm, maybe. I don't know. 
Mm, I'm still waiting for the song to play. When does it play? Why was it on the soundtrack? Hold on. Uh, Thanks for listening, everybody. Wait, you got to hold on. I'm not going to sit through you Googling a song. No, no, no. Someone's listened to like an hour and a half of our fucking babble. Wait, wait, wait. Edit this part. Oh, yeah, it's a great film. If you don't like this movie, can you tell me why? But, like, don't troll me about it. Explain to me. Sometimes I get schooled by other women who explain to me why things are sexist that I don't see because of my inherent sexism. I mean, I'm sh- you can make an argument that the movie is sexist, but I don't... I think it presents a, 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 a sexist character. I don't think that is a... Well, because I think... I don't think that makes the movie inherently sexist. No, I, I I think when you like it's on the soundtrack, but I also think that when when you are in a romantic comedy, you play gender roles really hard. I mean, like this song is sexist. <laughs> There's a part where it goes, hey, I saw your wife the other day. She's ugly. He goes, yeah, but she sure can cook. Yeah, she can. (laughs) Um, Okay, bye. Bye.